So yesterday we were talking about how even in the most challenging circumstances that um, we are in and that we participate in reaching, um, we are still always in Hashem's hands and always heading towards something better. It's not possible that when a person goes down to hell, that is just for the purpose of the pain of the hell, to punish him, because the punishments of Torah are also kindness. And instead, the um, uh, the very fact that it's so painful, that means that it must be going to bring something much greater afterwards, because a father wouldn't ever hurt his child unless, unless he needed to do, help his child in some amazing way, and therefore it was worth it to go through whatever challenge it was to reach some higher place. So this explanation is in the context of of the Rebbe's explanation, this mimer, about Hashem's infinite expression. Hashem is infinite. Hashem's light is infinite. And because He's infinite, therefore He um, is l'mayladin, ketz l'matadin tachas. His infinite light extends to the lowest of levels. And we, we just start talking what the lowest of levels are, both within the creations of Hashem, and then within the human experience, which goes even lower, that we're able to go against Hashem, the will of Hashem. So, um, so, so the the mimer, the whole mimer can be divided really in two different in two different parts, which is really one concept. The mimer is explaining how Hashem gives life to everything, and I and yet, even though it's talking the lowest of creatures, there's still an expression of Hashem's infinity. It is not only is Hashem every not only is Hashem's light everywhere, but there's also expression of Hashem's infinity in the lowest of creatures, and now. The Rebbe is adding another point, which is part of the same point, which is that as Hashem animates the lowest of creatures, not just animates, but with an expression of Hashem's infinity in the lowest of creatures, he's, he's, not, he's not changed. He remains infinite. As Hashem, so it's not just that, as we learned earlier, not just Hashem's infinite light extends in all places, but Hashem's infinite light is expressed. There's an expression of Hashem's infinity. He's infinite, and therefore we see something of Him everywhere. But not just that, as although he creates and animates the lowest of things, he, he um, is not changed at all by it. He's he's not changed at all by it, and he um, uh, remains the same. Okay, so that's the second half of the mind. The first half of the mind is talking about how Hashem animates everything, and we explain what everything means. <clears throat> the second part of the mind talks about how Hashem doesn't change by it. And so the second part of the mind goes very deep into understanding um, in Kabbalah and Hasidus. And uh, let's try to uh, understand a little bit. Let's go. We're on Oizvav, page Chavdalat. The previous Shabbat continues. The Maimon says, Because Hashem's light is infinite, that's why it extends infinitely. It's because of his infinity, that's why it extends infinitely. And again, not just that it reaches everywhere, but it also is expressed. The infinity of Hashem is expressed at every level. As the light continues to descend to the lowest of levels, as there's a, as it progresses to descend, it's not at all affected. It's not at all changed. The It's different to the way the soul animates the body. The light of Hashem animating creation doesn't work in the same way that the soul animates the body. 
The soul is affected from the events that happen to the body, but the light of Hashem that animates and creates everything is not affected and is not changed at all. We're going to explain what this means, but just let's get the words. The Friedrich Rebbe says, when we find a change in the light of Hashem, because the light goes into a vessel, the light is dressed in a vessel, and therefore we find some kind of change. That change, that is, if, like, let's say the light of Hashem going into the vessel of chesed, let's say. The light of Hashem, it seems now is changed, it's now projecting in a way of chesed. So first of all, what is, what is being affected? Only the light of Hashem, that is on the level of koyach. It's called a, that, that is called a power. There is um, the light of Hashem called Er, and light of Hashem called Koyach. Light of Hashem called Koyach means, just, we're going to go into it deeper, but very simply, there is a way the light is as a power to power something, to cause a specific function. Let's say the power to see in ourselves. There is, it's, it's a, a specific kind of energy that is... Um, Designed to, um, to to animate the power of sight. So, when we talk about a change that happens to the light of Hashem and the light of Hashem projecting in a certain way, that's only in a in the in the kind of energy of Hashem, which is called a koyach, which has a similarity to the power in, in the body that animates certain functions in the body. Where is the power? Where is the energy of Hashem termed classified? As koyach, that's only in the lower worlds, the world of Bria, Yitzhiya, and Asiya. Just to oversimplify again, the Rebbe, not oversimplifying this, the Rebbe's analogy, um, the worlds of Bria, Yitzhiya, Asiya are compared to the way Hashem is in a, way a king is in a throne room, the way the people in the throne room have left the throne room, but they know all about the throne room because they've been there before. And there is the way people on the edges of the kingdom, at the far reaches of the kingdom, who have barely even heard about the king. Bria is like the throne room. Yitzira is like the um, a people who have been in the throne room. The angels who have been in, in, the, in the presence of Hashem who are now descending to do some mission for Hashem outside of the throne room. They're bringing the, Hashem's light to a different kind of reality. And there is this world, the world of Asil, which is like the, the far reaches of the kingdom that's barely heard about the king. So only in the lower three worlds of Bria, Tzia, can we talk about the light of Hashem uh, functioning in a, uh, in a way that it's, it's changed by the vessel? Only in the lower worlds, because only in the lower worlds is there such a thing as existence. In the world of Atsilus, which is compared to the king in his inner chambers, there is no throne, there is no room, there is no people, there is no subjects. Just like in the analogy, there's people all around the king, and everyone's standing in reverence to the king in the throne room. But they still ex- they still exist. However, the king in his own private chambers only he exists in his private chambers. So similarly, in the world of Atzilus, 
although there are vessels, as we'll see, the vessels aren't like in the in the world of Briyatsiyasiya, because in the world of Bria, the worlds of Briyatsiyasiya, there is already a thing, there's already something um, that's that's been been created by Hashem. A a thing that's which is in standing in, which is in a state of reverence for Hashem, a thing which is nullified to Hashem, but a thing nonetheless. So where can we talk about the light of Hashem functioning in a way of change, in a way of being affected? That's only in the vessels of Briatsiasia, only the created reality of the lower worlds. But in the light of Hashem that animates and creates, that light doesn't change. That's what it says in the Mayim of the Friedrich. That's a quote. The light in, in the, um, the light doesn't change. It's only in the vessels, and the vessels themselves, not the vessels of Atzil, the vessels in Bria, Tziasia, only they change. So before we go on, let's just talk a little bit about the idea of lights and vessels and why this, why this is um, needed in Chassidus. Why is it, why is it, why is it important? Now, just to touch on this subject, um, the Pardes writes that if anyone was critically thinking about creation and Hashem, he will certainly become a heretic unless he knows about the Ten Spheres. What do the Ten Spheres do? What are they? If aliens from outer space would come and they would take all mention of the Ten Spheres out of Chassidus and they would seamlessly allow the words of Chassidus to uh, flow without any sentences being messed up, would we miss the Ten Spheres? What do we need the Ten Spheres for? So when we say Hashem is one, what that means is not only that Hashem is a unique reality, He's a creator, it also means that Hashem is not complex. It also means that Hashem is not, is not um, a composite of various things. But that leaves us to wonder about uh, how does Hashem know things? If He has no knowledge, how does He know things? And if He does, if he does know things, then, then He has knowledge. He's not just a simple... Um, uh, a, a entity which has no 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 complexity at all, no, no does no composite at all. So, so the Rambam to answer this question, the Rambam says that Hashem and His wisdom are one. Hashem knows, but Hashem is the knowledge. Hashem is the known. Hashem is the knower, and it's all one. But this leads the Maharal to criticize the Rambam and to say, so according to you, Hashem is the intellectual one. Blessed be He. Call Him the intellectual. The, bl- the blessed intellectual. It doesn't make sense, the Maral says. To, to, to define Hashem as being one with his wisdom and to say he is wisdom doesn't make sense. On the other hand, to say he's not wisdom also doesn't make sense. How could he not know? We say in Davin, you are mighty, you are strong, you are wise. So what do we mean when we say Hashem is both wisdom and at the same time we can't define Hashem as wisdom? So... This is what the um, purpose of discussing lights and vessels. That there is the, the or as the earlier Kabbalists called the light, they called the etzim, the essence of Hashem, and there is a way he projects through the various vessels. So, there, so that begins to answer the question, because, okay, so now, so when we talk about Hashem having no form, yeah, he has no form. Why is there, a, why, but how does he, unite with his creation we find wisdom in creation where does it come from how does he have wisdom so that's the vessels 
the vessels caused them. But that leads to a bigger question, what are these vessels? What are they? If they're not him, so then we have a bigger problem. So then how do we say you are mighty, you are wise? And if they are him, if they are him, so then we're limiting him. What, what, what are the vessels? So, so Tzimach Tzedek brings three opinions to explain what the vessels are. The first explanation is that the vessels are a creation of Hashem. He created them. Um, then Tzimach Tzedek goes to explain according to Chassidus how even though Hashem created the vessels, yet um, it's not considered a um, foreign entity. Because if it was a foreign entity, we couldn't say that you are mighty and you are strong and you are wise um, because it's a foreign entity. So the Tzimach Tzedek explains according to Chassidus that that um, we find also a power of limitation within Hashem. The Rebbeis HaKadosh writes, you cannot say that Hashem has only the power to be infinite, um, and He has no power to be finite, because then He is not really infinite. Being infinite means that He could not just go beyond limitation. If He's truly infinite, He could also create limitation as well. He also must be able to create limitation, otherwise He's limited in being, un- in, in, in being infinite. So because we find in um, the light of Hashem before the tzimtzum, we also find the ability to make limitation, so we can say that the vessels of Atsilus have a source in the infinite light of Hashem. And that's, that's a first opinion to reconcile this, uh, this question, um, what the vessels are. The vessels are a creation of Hashem, but they're not considered a brand new creation because there is a source for limitation within, within the infinite light of Hashem, Hashem's infinite light. Hashem it doesn't just have power to be infinite, it also has power to be finite. Uh, there is in um, Kabbalah mention of Kav and Rishimu, how Hashem reveals Himself, and Hashem hides His light. So there is the ability to hide His light, so to speak, even before the Tzimtzum. So therefore the vessels of Atzilus um, aren't foreign to his infinite power. That's one over, oh, gross oversimplification of one of the opinions. And the second opinion, which is going to focus now, is that it's not that only that Hashem um, also has some independent power to limit himself, but the vessels are... are, are are because Hashem is infinite, therefore there are vessels. Because I understand something, therefore I can explain it. The better I understand, the more I can explain it. But it's not that the Avayus is saying Hashem has some independent power to be limited, but that's a part and parcel of His infinity. Meaning, the, the desire of infinity is to, desire is the right word, but, but, because he is infinite, therefore he expresses himself in limitation. The, the limitation is, is, let's say, in, in, over, um, in, in one sentence. The first opinion is that the vessels are a creation, yeshmi'ayin, they're brand new. The second explanation is that the vessels are because he is infinite. They're not that there's some new entity that's created that has some kind of divine source, but because he is infinite, therefore there has to be vessels. And there we give them marshal was we'll see 
to this idea. Um, uh, uh, tomorrow, God willing, we'll go, go more into it. But for today, let's, let's just get, get familiar, let's, have, let's familiarize ourselves with the words of the Rebbe and the Mimer. Let's read a little bit more. And tomorrow, we'll, we'll go more into exactly what the, um, what the second explanation is saying according to the Samach Tzadik. The explanation of this is, as Asamach Sadak explains in his Mimer, the Mimer of three opinions. Again, three opinions explain what are the vessels? How can we say there are vessels and yet say that Hashem Himself is mighty? If the vessels are, what are they? Are they, are they Him or they're not Him? So Asamach Sadak says, the vessels of Atsilus, although they are called vessels, we cannot say about them that they have any change. That they are themselves in, in a state of change, meaning in a state of, um, as we'll see, that there, there's no limitation in the vessels of Atsilus themselves. As we'll see, the vessels of Atsilus affect that there should be limitation outside of Atsilus, but the vessels of Atsilus themselves do not have limitation. They cause limitation, but they themselves are not limited, and, and they, they are not um, they, they are not um, changing the light of Hashem. Let's see. Only, the only concept of change is, in, as we learned before, is in is in the in the lower worlds of Briyasiyasiya. That's where we could say the light changes, but in Natsilus we can't say that. Or that's what we could say. The vessels are in a state of change. The vessels are in a state of dissonance, but not in Atsilus. Okay, a lot of words here. Let's go further. explains this based upon what the Mitzvah Rebbe writes. Mitzvah Rebbe explains the Zohar. In Parshas Hashem says, "I will not even use my garments." I'll only use your garments. What is this referring to? The mon and in the word garment refers to vessels. The vessels, and there are, there are two kinds of vessels. There are my vessels, and there are your vessels. My vessels refer to the vessels of Atsilas. We're calling them my vessels. Because in Atsilas, uniquely, he and his lights are one, he and his vessels are one. There is no concept of a separate entity. In the throne room, in the world of Bria, you could talk about vessels, you could talk about angels and souls, which are, which are instead of reverence to Hashem. But in Atsilas, even the uh, vessels of, of the lights of Atsilas, not just the light itself, but even the vessel of wisdom, the vessel of kindness, they're one with him. Therefore, they're called my vessels. Your vessels, that, that's referring to the vessels of the lower worlds. The Mitzvah Rebbe continues, and the Tzemach Tzedek wrote notes on this mimer. Um, What's a function of a vessel? What's the purpose of a vessel? Like, like, like our, our power of sight, let's say. Our power of sight, there's a, there's, a, there's a soul energy to see, and the vessel of the eye limits that power of the soul to, so that it should see physical things. Before the soul entered the body, the soul could see spiritual things. And now the vessel of the eye, it, it, it filters and 
the light of the soul so that it could function in a very specific way. The vessel serves to limit and contract the light. So what are the vessels of Atzilus doing? Are they limiting and contracting the light? So we're going to say yes and no. Yes, they limit the light, but not in Atzilus. They cause a limitation outside of Atzilus. We cannot say in Atzilus that the vessel really limits the light. Why? Because in Atzilus, it's all godliness. Next page, I came out We cannot say that the vessels are limited. You cannot say Hashem is limited. Atzilus is a godly place. It's all godliness. The king in his, in his private chambers. All there is is the king. So you cannot say in the king that there is limitation. You can't say the vessels are limited because that would mean that Hashem is limited. Because what is Atzilus? Atzilus is an expression of godliness. All, all there is is godliness. So how can you say that there's limitation? So what? So when the, so if the vessels aren't limiting, then what are they doing? Achenin, isn't that the whole function of vessel to limit? Achenin, the explanation is in order that there could be limitation outside of the world of Atsilus that begins by there being ten spheres and vessels in Atsilus. The reason why we're able to have, feel love is because there's love in Atsilus. The reason we're able to think of is because there's thought in Atsilus. But the way things are in Atsilus aren't limited at all. The, it causes limitation outside of Atsilus, but it, in Atsilus itself there's no, no limitation. The vessels of Atsilus themselves are infinite. They just cause limitation outside. How could that be? How could they be both infinite and yet cause fin- finitude? What does that mean? We'll give an example of a human being. A person is, is considered. The Torah says a person is called Adam. What does Adam mean? Adam comes from Adam is similar to the supernal one, similar to Hashem. You have the power to write. The power to write flows through your hand, through your fingers, to write one letter. The power writing itself. In your ability to write, you have the ability to write many letters. But you're only limiting yourself now. You're only writing one letter right now. You have the ability to write many letters. Although in your power to write, you have an infinite power, yet what are you writing right now? You're only writing one letter. And so says the Mitla Rebbe, This is not such a far off analogy to understand the world of Atsilus. Although it seems in Atsilus you cannot talk about limitation, even about limiting for the purpose of what's happening outside of Atsilus is hard to understand, but there is, in this analogy, something that gives us some insight to Atsilus. The Rambam says about Hashem, as we mentioned before, He and His wisdom are one. And again, the Maral says, what do you mean? Nikol Masechel Baruch call him the intellectual one. Hu ha-yedeyev, hu ha-yeduav, hu ha-de-atzvakalachot. The Ramam says Hashem is the knowledge, He is the knower, He is, um, he is knowledge itself, He is the known. In the Ramam, he says, 
if the Ramam could say this about Hashem himself, let's say this at least about the ten spheres of Atzilus. Let's at least say about the ten spheres of Atzilus that um, that the, the the vessels and the light are one. So. What we said so far over here in, in, in this paragraph is that there is a um, ability to write infinite amount of letters, and yet you're only writing one letter. In a similar way, you want to say about Atsilus that the vessels of Atsilus, they themselves are infinite, and yet they cause, they project in a way that they, they cause limitation. So I have an infinite power. And because I have an in, although I have an infinite power, I'm still only causing one specific tiny little thing to, do, to happen. So to the vessels of Atsilus, although they are infinite, yet they cause limitation. They affect limitation. Much as I write one letter, I write one limited letter, although I have the power to write an infinite amount of letters. So... Um, so we could say about the um, um, the uh, uh, vessels of Atsilus that they are godly and um, and yet they cause limitation. They are infinite, yet they cause they cause limitation. Okay, let's 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 stop for now. Tomorrow we'll get a little deeper into it. All right.